Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... The Cyber Centurions of Robo-Rome. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I see what's happened here. Yep. yep. Uh, thank you, Ross underscore originals, for that title. Uh, <laughs> he was quite disappointed that we didn't go with a historical epic cyberpunk mashup. Yeah. Because we... those were the two on the poll this week on our Patreon page. Yes, patreon.com forward slash live to pitch podcast, by the way. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we do a poll every week. We uh, it, it was a tie between uh, cyberpunk and historical epic, <laughs> and we have the final say as to yeah. whether or not to match those up. <laughs> cyberpunk and historical epic, never the twain shall meet. <laughs> well, apparently in this film, the twain shall meet. I, I mean, I mean, you can you can interpret cyber centurions of Robo Rome as, as you <laughs> want, you really. Want, yeah, I suppose Robo Rome so. could easily be the futuristic version of Rome. You know, like Neo Tokyo. Mm. Robo Rome, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, and stuff like that. So yeah, thank you, Ross and Score Originals, for getting in touch with us on Twitter to give us that cyberpunk title. Twitter.com forward slash Life to Pitch Show. Yes. Uh, so we're doing cyberpunk movies. We are doing cyberpunk movies, and just that coming um, coming in your cybernetic ears. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Directly to your. Robo brain, yeah, that's, that's in a metal skull <laughs> in your head. Yeah, uh, you got you got your. Uh, you just plug this directly into yeah, your you temple. Need, you don't need you? ears anymore. You yeah. just uh, wired yourself in, didn't you? Yeah. You internet idiot. <laughs> that's what cyberpunk's about. <laughs> you internet idiot. Yeah. I really want to write a cyberpunk movie where that is an insult hurled at. <laughs> I want to write an album called Internet Idiot. (laughs) So, shall we go through some honourable mentions? I'd love to, Tom. Okay, so uh, remember you can go to facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast and Twitter as well at Life's a Pitch show to give us titles every time of the week. This is just a section of the show where we go through a few more titles people have given us so we can pitch those movies as well. Imagine these as the trailers before the main feature. Mm -hmm. Some of these trailers lasting longer than the actual film (laughs) on some episodes. (laughs) Imagine. Imagine them as trailers before the main feature, the trailers that just so happen to tell you the entire story, yeah. and sometimes are really cool. They're so cool, we spend half an hour on them. I, I, imagine, imagine that. Imagine going to see a trailer, and you feel as though you've watched the film. Imagine. I yeah. can't imagine that. <laughs> it's almost like real cinema. <laughs> All right. So from Phil Walters, we've got another bite of the cherry. Oh, yikes. Bite spelt with B-Y. Ah, nice. This would be cool, like a temptation allegory for wanting more technology in your life, maybe? Maybe? When I read it, I immediately went to Pac-Man and have a bite of the cherry. Yeah, works. 
It, it kind of feels as though it should have been the subtitle for Wreck-It Ralph 2. Do you know how Snowpiercer is kind of an extrapolation of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Kind of, yeah. Can we make uh, this cyberpunk world an extrapolation of Pac-Man? <laughs> so you've got, like, agents called ghosts uh, <laughs> oh, running man. around the streets and, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, and uh, picking up, uh, like, they're, they're harvesting something from people, right? There is... The dots. There is a, a new drug going around yeah. called Cherry. Oh, I was going to say dots. Dots. <laughs> but, like, no, you're right. Yeah. Um, dots is the currency. Yes, dots is the currency. So, um, Mr. Pac-Man. Uh, Mr. Like... Mr. Pac-Man. <laughs> Jeremy Pac-Man. Jeremy Pac-Man, played by Jeremy Paxman. <laughs> yeah. Has to uh, has to go around... Well, he, he's making ends meet on the streets of this... Blue neon city. Uh, the thing is, it's. I, I want to just walk back mm. the Jeremy Pacman thing. Yeah, I think he, it comes up on his tight when he when he goes through a beeps through a door with his mm. ID card. Yeah. It comes up with with Jeremy Pacman. Everyone just calls him Jetpack. Yep, like it. <laughs> and uh, he's going around uh, collecting money. Yep, dots. The dot. The pound is up on the dot today. <laughs> Sounds normal on a on a stock market. It does indeed. Yeah, TV the, the, show. The, yeah, the dot as a, as currency. Yeah. All right. Is this gonna be a hyper violent thing then? Because obviously, so, yeah. if he gets some cherry, mm. then he's just gonna like take out all these like officers, the ghosts. Yes. Well, he's he's dealing cherry. Okay. This is why he's chased by the right. ghosts. Okay, got it, got to get it. And he's he's got to get. This is this is in no way as clever as Snowpiercer is <laughs> extrapolating Willy Wonka, <laughs> but we're giving it our best shot. <laughs> and he's he's dealing cherry to people who like again again cherry's a good drug. It's not it's not one that has any bad side effects, but the government wants to keep it down. I think. See, this is the thing. I think you want to make the cherry like. Good or bad, grey area. Yeah. Because, like, cyberpunk, right? Mm. You want to make it grey. You want to make it sort of like... Yeah. So, I don't think he's maybe dealing cherry. Mm. He's, like, um, found some. Mm. He finds some and, like... Oh, no, no, okay. So, um, he's carrying back some, like, unregistered package, right? He's a, he's a runner. Right, he's running. He's he, he's running through this, um, and he's hungry all the time, man. Because he's because <laughs> he's like um, he's got a high metabolism. Yeah, it's um, uh, Grant Gustin, someone thin, you know. Uh, he played the Flash in the Flash. Oh, all right, um, wow, yeah, <laughs> that guy. And also uh, High School Musical, I think he was in. All right. Um, so like he he's running around um, mm. uh, and uh, like. Kind of Mirror's Edge style, delivering yeah. uh, unlicensed packages, trying hopping fences for like um, uh, to get past checkpoints and stuff. Yeah, um, uh, the, like these ghost checkpoints. And in this city, here's another little nod to to, to Pac-Man. Yeah, in this city, like the outside of the city is deadly, right? It's wasted. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, so what happens is if when you try to leave the city, it's got a little teleporter that, that puts you back on the other side. Um, it's because it's like the fastest way to travel. <laughs> it's like an endless city. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, this is very 2000 AD. Yeah. Like, just wasteland outside the city. Yeah. There's drugs going around. 
So um, he's he's running a package. He gets stopped by uh, a, a ghost that has to leg it, mm. right? So he's running away. They're like uh, tracing him through the city, city, and um, he's still giving out packages, picking up, and you can see his like dot meter go up every time he hands the package over. Yeah. Um, and uh, then and then one time he's cornered yeah. in the city by four ghosts and and the, uh, someone pushes him over a ghost pushes him over mm. right he he falls from the first story building right yeah. um like the package smashes open and it's all yeah. these cherries mm. right and he's heard about cherries that they can give you like uh like superhuman abil- abilities yeah. kind of like they they boost you up right this is why everyone wants them so he eats one and then like hits to the ground and then all the all the ghosts are like oh shit we gotta run and then he's chasing them around <laughs> yeah Jeremy Paxman punches him it, it was Paxman wasn't it, it was Jeremy Paxman, yeah, yeah yeah just <laughs> oh no fist. I said it was Grant Gustin but Grant Gustin. Uh, yeah it's a mixture of like some some shots of Paxman I think, I think Jeremy Paxman is playing um, uh, all the ghosts head ghost yeah Head, yeah. He's the head ghost. He's yeah. the head ghost at he's the like, top of the tower. Answer the question. And where did you get? Where where did you get the uh, the cherries? So, I'm gonna have to rush you. <laughs> so, Grant Gustin has now got fists twice the size. Yeah. And and, and when he when he like he grabs someone. Yeah. And they just like like just get sucked into his hand yeah like and and like he he just feels himself like get even bigger yeah um, oh my god he, he's just terrorizing the city now just like he's like... just running through and then the drug wears off mm. right and now everyone's out to get him yeah right i think he's heard that these cherries can um if you take enough of them mm. can make you invulnerable to the death outside the city oh and there's a place outside the city another place yeah. that you can get that is um, like it's safer. Yeah, it isn't it's away from here? It's free, hmm. right? No one's ever come back. Yeah, but like that's the story, right? That green place in um, in Mad Max. Yeah, and I think like he raids Jeremy Paxman's like the ghosts' home. Like you know when their eyeballs go back to the. Mm. I like the idea that when he does, so they all have high, uh, uh, like cybernetic eyes. Yeah. That like when they get killed, their eyes pop out of their face <laughs> and then drone like go back to um, go back to base to like yes to like CCTV oh, cameras. Oh my god, that's so good. <laughs> and the, they've they've all got Jeremy Paxman robot bodies that yeah. they just uh, they get put back into. Yeah, yes. I like that. Yeah, uh, and so, like, uh, anyway, he has to raid the, 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 the base, which mm. has all these cherries in it. He takes loads and loads and becomes, like, this insanely fast uh, thing and just does a huge jump uh, out into the desert, and yeah. then that's where we cut the film. Yeah. Wow. That's... He could, or maybe he's out in the desert, right? Mm. Just sandstorms everywhere. Yeah. Can't see anything, but there's a light in the distance, and that's where we cut it. Oh... Another bite of the cherry. It's <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. I'd watch it. Yeah. And from Sarah Harrison, we've got Mainframe Medusa. Oh, man. That's pretty cool. Mm, so, a, that's a pretty cool one. What's the, 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 the things of a, of a Medusa? You turn into stone if you look at it, right? I quite like the idea this is an internet virus. You know how we were saying, like, you can plug in to yeah. the net now? Yes, yeah. Um, 
well, and like people I mean, have not got now, well, but like yeah, yeah, inside yeah. the cyberpunk zone. Yeah, in cyberpunk zone, you can plug into the net, <laughs> yeah. and people have got like loads of cybernetic enhancements and stuff like yeah. that. And I think there's a virus going around. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a detective story. Uh, much like Ghost in the Shell yeah. or something like that, where they've found this hackers sent out a virus mm. that basically just freezes people's cybernetic organi- like cybernetic uh, enhancements. So yeah, that, like well, I maybe well, it's a a corporation has um, like uh, this operating system, right? Mm. They're like we have created the safest, most secure system because people won't buy cybernetics mm. unless they know. Yeah. Right, that they're safe. Mm. Kind of like Apple went, uh, being like, um, there are like, there's one virus for for for, for Max and a billion for for PCs. Yeah. Not true anymore, but like it was, yeah, yeah. it was back back then. Um, like it's the same thing, mm. right? We can integrate that into the into the into the kind of uh, vibe of this film where like they think it's safe. Yeah. And it was this perfect, safe thing. Everyone's installed these cybernetics, mm. and then now this is the first moment when they realise, oh my goodness, there may there might be a back door in here. Yeah. So I'm thinking, who's the detective on the scene? Let's go with Maisie Williams. Sure. Yeah. She's yeah, yeah. the detective on the scene. Yeah. Let's say Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. Maisie Williams and Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. That's a partnership I kind of want to see yeah I kind of want to see those people in the same movie and I don't know why that's not happened yet. yeah yeah it's, it would be a great two British child actors <laughs> yeah. just in a film who, together who we kind of respect as actors yeah. just in general now yeah it's, it'd be great um, I want to see Daniel Radcliffe in more stuff he's great he's really good at acting yeah why is no one like paying attention to the fact that he's really good at acting yeah anyway mainframe producer mm-hmm I have an idea for yeah. like an overarching thing, but I want to talk to you about two existing stories first. Okay. Right? Those stories are, if I have this right, Snow White and the story of Medusa. Right? Because... I'm familiar with yeah, these. Yeah. Um, the story of Medusa was that someone was really attractive. Yeah. And Aphrodite was like, fuck that! <laughs> I love petty Greek gods. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was it. I'm pretty sure that was it. Anyway, like, it was just petty, right? Mm. Same thing within Snow White, right? She's yeah. just looking for... She's like, who's who's pretty? And then Mira's like, this one. And she's like, fuck that! <laughs> I, would, I would love Disney to do that. <laughs> mirror, mirror on the wall. Who is the fairest of them all? It's not you, it's Snow White. Fuck that! Can you remember what the name is of the character who says fuck that in, 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 in Snow White? The Evil Witch. She's called the Evil Queen. Evil Queen. Sorry, she's not even called the Evil Queen. She's called Evil Queen. Yeah. Yeah, Oh yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, um, they could have given her a name. Like, post hoc, they could have rec- reckoned her name. Well, no, Evil Queen. Yeah. She never gets named. True. But yeah. I just feel like in if you're going to be including her in your marketing for the next like seventy years, Disney, <laughs> maybe consider giving her a name. That's the thing with Disney: no foresight. Yeah. <laughs> Aside from the fact that after, after a while, he got bored with movies and decided to make a city. <laughs> uh, okay, so. I think we could bake those two 
uh, stories, mm. the story of Medusa and the story of Snow White into this mainframe Medusa, right? Mm. Um, like the idea that someone, it doesn't have to be beauty, although it was in those two. Yeah. But like something that, that someone at the center of this all is looking at, like the, the, the corporation responsible for making these beautiful, uh, perfect machines. Yeah. Right. It is a perfect machine. It is it is completely security. The, the security uh, works just fine. But in the mystery, obviously, we'll go to the scientist who made it. Yeah. Right? Um, and, and we don't know that. I'm trying to think. So, so we kind of go through the... It's a weird kind of grim fairy tale. Though. Yeah. I like the, basically the idea that they go to the scientist. Mm. Scientist is like, no, this is a perfect system. There's no way this could be getting in yeah. anywhere apart from from the from the inside. Mm. And then we find out that, that like someone pr- super privileged at the center of this whole thing yeah. is searching out people with a certain quality yeah. and killing them. It's uh, Edward Norton, the killer. <laughs> as always as always but we don't find out who he is until the very end of the movie and what's his what's his deal his deal is that he designed most of that yeah and there's no record of his name on it it's just super petty like oh that. so he's killing people who like like uh CEOs and people who did get the no, no, he's just he's just proving the system wrong. It's like uh, Minority Report. Right, so he is a scientist. Yeah. Who worked on it. Okay, I was expecting it to be like someone who was like... Oh, we do go down the Minority Report petty. rule. Because, spoilers for Minority Report, the man who started the the b- pre-crime... Pre-cog stuff, yeah. Pre-crime stuff, the, the, the whole thing. He had to murder someone to get it off the ground. Right to get to get people to to recognize yeah, it. Yeah, and then broke that system. Well, he he, he recognized a flaw in the system, as in like sometimes they would see the visions again right after they'd happened. Right, called an echo. Uh, again, this is, I need to watch this film again because it's a great movie. It's a great story. It's not a bad movie. <laughs> it's Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise. Like. I, I genuinely do. I do really like the idea of Minority Report. Right. I wish they'd make another movie, yeah. a series. It would be a great series. It would, um, um, but yeah, it's it's the old man from Minority Report. He uses the the flaws in the system right. to make the system again, essentially. So he has yeah. to create a murder, yeah. and that in turn puts Tom Cruise on the path to. Uh, to go and commit a crime anyway yeah because he knows the system as well yeah and it's just putting out flaws in in the system and it's I think like, that's it's, what... it's kind of like a white hat hacker white hat hackers kind of yeah yeah like the, the people who hack into people's systems not to do anything bad but to yeah. show them that the system is hackable yeah and so that they can close the loop yeah um, and that's what edward norton's doing yeah with people that he has no connection to he just wants to prove that he can do it He's, he's like, the world is too... Kind of like uh, the saviour machine in that David Bowie song. Um, uh, the world's too safe mm. to keep it like a, like a antibodies and things. Like, yeah. to keep um, the world from stagnating, I've got to create danger. Yeah. Like... So, I want to go back to... Now we've got the premise sort out. Yeah. I want to go back to Maisie Williams and Danny Radcliffe. Yeah, sure. They are a comedy duo. <laughs> okay. Like stand-up. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 are, they are 
They are cracking wise. Oh, you mean it, they are the... <laughs> it's a buddy comedy. Okay, it's a buddy comedy. Okay. It's, it's like... In this really serious, like, <laughs> considered sci-fi yeah. film... <laughs> uh, they're cracking wise and and part of it is due to the fact that Maisie Williams has an implant that's malfunctioning like yeah. she's got a, she's got a head implant yeah. that like makes her is kind of like a, a digital Tourette's that yeah. makes her play samples from random media <laughs> so she's coming out with quips yeah from the, other re- the reference of the movies yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like Fucking hell, I'm just going through a few in my head now. Just like, <laughs> that's what a TV dinner feels like has got to be in there. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. No, 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 no. I'm just loving the disparity of it. It's shot like Minority Report, you know, like bleached whites and just like everything's really shiny yeah. and like the film grain is there. It's, it's as if, right, in Blade Runner, if... Harrison Ford just started randomly doing funny voices. <laughs> he does at one point. I know. <laughs> but it, that's the joke I was trying I'm to make. Sorry. I didn't realise. <laughs> it just like took me a minute. I was like, that is pretty that would be pretty funny. Oh wait. <laughs> there is a scene where he does a funny There's voice. A scene where he pretends to be gay. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> And honestly, that version of Harrison Ford is more likable than Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a weird... Pretend weird to scene. be gay for the rest of the film, Harrison. But right, one scene in Blade Runner is not enough. No. <laughs> this whole film needs to be a buddy comedy between yeah. uh, Maisie Williams and Daniel Radcliffe, in which they're doing Owen Wilson, Jackie Chan-esque. Agreed. Uh, or, or Owen Wilson... Uh, not Owen Wilson, Owen Wilson... Uh, Jackie Chan, Chris Tucker-esque stuff. Yeah, I think part of that mm. is 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 maybe Ma- 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 implanting her brain. Um, I think the uh, like, Maisie I Williams think they should has, both have implants. Maisie right? William has has the like the sort of movie quip chip. Yeah, which malfunctions because oh oh because she was told she's the more experienced cop. Yeah, right. Daniel Radcliffe is the rookie. Yeah, but. She was told that she's going to get better at like leadership and stuff, yeah. and part of that is being more witty. So as a sort of like last, she's really grim and and and, and serious most yeah, of the time, yeah. right? As a lastish effort to do that, to kind of like be like, oh Jesus, I suppose I'll buy one of these, right? And she goes to the to the like corner shop thing where they sell it. They're selling these quip chips, mm. and it's got a big laughing face on it, like big big emoji smiley face. Yeah, uh, and she's like, oh, this is stupid puts it in her head and then like it's going wrong and yeah. she's, so she's just like coming out with like and you should have talked to my wife <laughs> like, <laughs> like... <laughs> I just love the fact that, that she's like looking out over the city on the rooftop like really serious the yeah. camera like swoops down like dun, 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 like some Hans Zimmer music shit comes in it zooms into her and she just goes I have the high ground, Anakin. <laughs> Don't try it. You can't, like, <laughs> can't possibly win. Uh, or just, yeah, something like that. And I think at the end, it's not revealed. Uh, I think we do... We do the old trope of Edward Norton appearing at the end. Yeah. And then the audience is like, oh, it was Edward Norton the whole time. And then credits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what you mean by old trope is... Nope. Nope. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, that's there's a thing that happens in quite a lot of movies. I can't, really? I can't name them now. Uh, well, uh, you shouldn't name the one I'm thinking yes, of. Yes, yeah, but, because um, it's a definite spoiler for that film yeah. that's currently out of the cinema, but I believe. What is it, uh, are the other ones in spoiler range? I, I was only making a joke that I can't think of any film where Edward Norton appears at the end <laughs> and is and the audience is meant to go oh it was Edward Norton <laughs> the whole time yeah anyway uh, moving on from that yeah <laughs> spoiler mainframe reducer yeah I like it there we go I think it like shuts everyone's. I think the, we should, didn't really discuss what it does, they just, but they I just, assume it shuts down their cybernetics. So they, like, if they've they got can't ar- move. arms and legs, that yeah, it, yeah. It, it's yeah. They to can't stone. move. They die, and then the the whole skin turns yeah. grey. Yeah, a lot of people, like a lot of them have like, uh, like grey stomachs skin and anyway. stuff. Like because it's like cyberpunk, maybe um, it's difficult to get pure food that isn't like mm. poisonous and stuff. They've got uh, cybernetic stomachs. Mm. They shut down. They turn grey. Like they die. Yeah. There we go, mainframe reducer. All right, so those were our honourable mentions. Thank you for getting this far into the episode. I think those were quite good. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would watch the majority of those I'd, films, I'd, actually. I do love exploring the cyberpunk genre. Yeah. So uh, remember, you can give us titles any time of the week. Go to facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast and tweet us at Life's a Pitch show as well. All right, so now we move on to our main pitch from Ross underscore originals we've got the cyber centurions of Robo Rome yikes so I, I quite like the idea of Robo Rome being a futuristic Rome sure like I, I it brings to mind that Futurama character you know the um, uh, hedonism bot <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> because he's dressed like a Roman yeah, and eats yeah. grapes. <laughs> yeah, he's on a chaise lounge. His yeah. body is a chaise lounge. <laughs> it's a pretty, pretty good idea. <laughs> I, I think we go, we go for the weird historical epic kind of vibe. Yeah, like Robo Rome is like one of the many sort of peaks of civilization. So we've got Robo Rome, Neo Tokyo. Uh, and then we've got the, the blob. The blob? Yeah. Which is like, it's a peak, a peak of civilization. It's a giant culture. Okay. Uh, <laughs> an an organic, like, bacterial culture. Okay, right. And then um, we've got that. Yeah. It's, it's around somewhere. And, like, every now and again, just something will walk out of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, like a weird pseudopod creature and be like, hello, I'd like to buy some salt. <laughs> is never seen again they buy some salt yeah leave and then they're just like great we got some salt that that blob that giant culture is just floating around the oceans yeah like just on the currents (laughs) like this is just world stuff that'll never come back into the movie might might not who knows it's it's mentioned at some point Like, we don't even have to do it. It's just world building. Yeah. It's great. We've got, like, a big city in New York that stretches from New York to Los Angeles to Miami. Yeah. So it's it's all of America, basically, yeah. as a city. <laughs> um, so what... what what's, Let's focus in on, the, on, on, on Rome. Mm. Um, what was Rome known for? Uh, all sorts. Like, in the past. In the past, uh, an enormous empire uh, yeah. forged in war. Mm-hmm. Um, it uh, took people from the cultures it conquered yeah. uh, and made them centurions to to, uh, to kind of bring... or made them, made them soldiers mm. to um, bring them into the empire. 
yeah. so that they didn't have to keep people down. I quite, I quite like, quite like how that is an like could be an analogy for like well cy- a cyberpunk theme there yeah, for sure. of cloning and and like uh, you you get out of the slums by becoming a centurion. Yeah, you you, you stop being a slave by yeah. by being patriotic. Yes, um, like that's how you do it. Robo Rome, I think, extends from. All of it. It's all of Italy. Yeah. In a city, uh, and then you've got like it, it basically covers the entirety of where the Roman Empire was. Yes. Uh, as just a endless city, mm-hmm. uh, and you've got well, the thing is, you've still got like the big buildings and stuff like that, but you've still got the Vatican there, yeah. which is uh, like now a giant strip club. <laughs> All right, uh, and not not a strip club. I, I think it, it might be it be worshiping the tech god. Yeah, like it, like it, it would be worshiping the chip or something like that. The like, chip, yeah, yeah. Or, or or something um, along those lines. So, like uh, the I can't remember. Like, like, so these, these these robots have a religion. Yeah, it's in so fact it's the basilisk theory thing. Have you heard about that? No, the basilisk the, like so in the future there is a. An AI, yeah, that is slowly working, or like it, that's always been around, yeah, uh, since the first fire. Oh, and it's working yeah, its yeah. way through technology Time, yeah. to build up itself. Yes, uh, in um, the future. So here's the thing, though: mm. it's not a god; mm. it's a pantheon. Okay, because right. Because Rome, right? Yeah. So, like, it's it's less about the basilisk theory mm. there. Their their religion hmm. is like if so we tried this this is them okay well at some point we'll have an exposition that says that we it, as Robo Rome tried to homogenize right we tried to hmm. all be the same robot we tried to be like Cyberman sort of like yeah um all the same and what happened was we like ended up breaking down with the same one thing yeah so. The, like they everyone melded together and created these six like aspects of our pers- of, of robot personality mm. to create different robots but I, but I quite like how that when once that broke down it, it kind of everyone became sort of individual again but with sort of inbuilt sort of conformities I guess yeah yeah well society it's society yeah, yeah. It's, it's a society it's, it's an allegory for society right? like it's also uh Vaticom would Vaticom. be the company <laughs> Vatican. Yeah. Uh yeah. That runs the Vatican. Uh, or, or, or the Vatican, the Vatican soul. Vatican soul. <laughs> oh. Why has this never been explored before? <laughs> New from Vatican. <laughs> but would would here's the thing, would uh, Robo Rome be corporate? I think it would be more of a, he- a hegemony, right? It would mm. be more of a sort of like a um uh just a like a, a central society. Well, it's, it's kind of like how Rome was run in historical times. It's more of a sort of weird, we take it from the past and put it into the sure. far future kind uh-huh. of thing. Uh, so in a way, Ross, we are doing a historical epic. <laughs> um, so um, who are we going to star in this? Because they, they need to find, I think, are they going to start in the in Robo-Rome? Or are they going to be an outsider? I think they, they are coming from from um, the uh, the New York big city, the okay, so they're they're it's, human. It's New America, or are they are they a robot? 
they are they're a human. I, I think there's there's loads of humans around uh, Robo Rome. Okay, so their area of 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 the human they're on a colony or whatever and yeah. they're from a city they go out to a colony that colony is attacked by Robo Rome mm. kind of um, gladiator esque they get okay, skip, send yeah. into, into slavery yeah, for yeah. Uh, down the robo mines mm. um, <laughs> down the uh, down the motherboard mines <laughs> it's mining for motherboards <laughs> I don't know yeah um, so um, they they wake up right mm. this is um, did we cast this person yet no no uh, who are we thinking um, I would like. Um, Kate Blanchett. <laughs> Kate Blanchett. Yes. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> With an e at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Kate Blanchett. I don't know. Uh, how about uh, Jennifer Garner? Jennifer Garner. That this yeah. works as a person to try and experience this this society as a whole. Yeah, I guess. As yeah. an open book. Yeah. Jennifer Garner. Who's who's a better open book than Jennifer Garner? Uh, we better can cut, op- can cut my previous suggestions. <laughs> open book, uh, better open book than Jennifer Garner. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, Renner. <laughs> he's, oh god. He's he's an open book. Not again. He's 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 a blank slate of a person. <laughs> um, ben Affleck. Uh, what's his face from uh, Get Out? Oh, uh, John Kaluuya. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. John Kaluuya. Um, like, I feel like he's he's got a really good face for wonder, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> like, um, he's got a, a, a great. We've seen it in uh, 10, million mer- Ten Million Merits, mm-hmm. Fifty Million Merits, whatever it's called. The the Black oh, Mirror credits? episode he was in. Merits from the Black Mirror episode. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and uh, in gown where things are just happening around yeah. him, and 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 it's fucking difficult. Um, yeah, and then. Underused in Black Panther. Yeah, crazy, crazy <laughs> yeah. amount. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah. So, um, like he, yeah, he gets taken from like like everyone else in the in the place and and sent to work down the mines. Mm. Um, and then uh, uh, he wakes up. He's got like m- m- like cybernetic legs. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> and there's a standard issue for the miners. Right. He's got yeah. like. Um, uh, and they've got specific metals in them for, that are good for for mining. Like uh, he's, it, it's also like got a, he's got a brace on his spine and stuff for carrying heavy loads and that sort of thing. Yeah. They basically outfitted him um, to do the job, uh, and presumably at some point, like he will either break out or be given the opportunity to 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 get out into the main society. Okay, via. Service in the Robo in the Cyber Centurions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I think. Yeah. Would be would be the where where to go with it. I think maybe he's maybe like he wakes up. He's been outfitted. Right. That, that like let's go with the gladiator vibe. Yeah. Because I think there's there's a, a, like a hundred different things, but I, the one of the board minds screw it. Right. Mm. Have it be that he gets before he gets sent anywhere. Someone says, "I like that guy." Send him into the Centurions. Homage Lily. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like in Gladiator. Yeah. Homage um. Lily. Um, again, an actor that's underused. Yeah, he is underused. Like, he's great. He's 
he's hardly been in anything. No. So he had a he had a big thing years ago. He had a show. He had a yeah. sketch show which was hilarious. It was very funny. Yeah. yeah. He's he does good stand up, he does good sketches, and he's a good actor. Yeah. Cast Omegili anymore. Yeah. Um Holly- in more movies. Fucking Hollywood. <laughs> Cast Omegili more. And in more and and in more and uh, bigger roles. So um anyway, uh he like yeah, Omar Jalili is there like I like that guy. Yeah. Um uh, bring him to an uh, Omar Jalili kitted out gold face paint. Yeah. Right? Like uh and then from from the like torso like the bust, you know, you have a bust uh, yeah, yeah. of someone like uh, in in old Roman like uh, yeah, sculpture. Yeah, yeah. You just got um, the head and the just sword the head shoulders. that's 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 yeah. gold face paint. Yeah. Everything from there down, silver metal. Oh, um, and uh, like and a box. Yeah, it's just a box. It's just a box. Yeah, it's a box with lights that blink. Yeah, <laughs> I like that guy. <laughs> I can't point, but you know him. That, that guy, he points with his head, and yeah. his tongue. He sticks his tongue out, and it's a giant metal tube. Yeah, ah, <laughs> I like that guy. Ah, he points with his tongue. Just. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about the tongue. Is this d- directed by Taika Waititi? <laughs> Don't worry about the tongue. It takes about five minutes of the movie as he rolls it back in to yeah. his mouth. Don't worry about the tongue. Just Most the- of the giant metal box is tongue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a fruit, like a uh, fruit, fruit roll-up. Fruit roll-up, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the little comics on... Like yeah, it just unfurls. It's like rolling out a red carpet. Yeah, and it is yeah. because then, then um, <laughs> <laughs> it ends up a chunk of his feet, and, and he's got to step onto it, it's and it like, lifts him up. And it has been chosen <laughs> to be in <laughs> the five and alone. <laughs> And Don Kaluuya's character. You have a hard way to go to get to Rome. <laughs> There's a point in which he says all tongues lead to Rome. <laughs> he's, from a, he's from a he's from a species of robot that all have giant tongues. <laughs> and 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 uh, at some point the way the way that like this particular platform is all built around Omajalili, right? He's yeah. in the shining he's built in the in the kind of in the form of like the Robo Bacchus, yeah. right? These big, enormous sized creatures with huge bellies and they're yeah. all it's kind of all like the hedonism bot vibe, right? Yeah. Um everything's gold, everything's luxuriant, right? Mm. And So what happens to Daniel? The, this is where I'm getting. Yeah. Um, so he, um, like the, the the whole building is built into the shape of a giant face, right? Yeah. Um, at which point um, he's, he says, like, now get in there. Uh, uh, and he gets into the center of a big roll. Yeah. Like like he, he tucks it like a carpet, like you'd get going into the middle of a carpet, and then and then he's like, okay, launch, and then this tongue, this in uh, this building, this tongue just like rolls out, yeah, and, and John Kaluuya is being rolled out of this tongue, and at the very at his destination, he's he's at the center, so he'll yeah. eventually get there. <laughs> That's the way they send people <laughs> by rolling and unrolling a giant tongue. I quite like this world to start off with. <laughs> now I hate it. Now I think it's got a bit silly, <laughs> but I'm I'm along for the ride now. <laughs> 
Well, well we've, we, we've left that that place now. That yeah. was that was that was. Um... Did I say John Kaluuya earlier? Yeah. And I'm saying Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, you did say John John Kaluuya earlier. Yeah. You meant Daniel Kaluuya. So, is there's the drumming <laughs> where, as as uh, as Daniel Kaluuya steps out of this giant tongue? Yeah. Uh, and and he steps out into like a parade ground. Yeah, yeah. Right. There's, and he's still got these legs and these, these shiny legs and this and this and this spine brace. But everyone else around him is 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 marching like. I think I think we go down the line of they're marching to war. Yeah. It's like the movie Ants. Okay. Where they're marching to war, uh, with like I, th- I think it's I think what it is is. Like these people have been trying to kill us or whatever. That's yeah. that's what the giant Vaticom screen is saying. Yeah, uh, and they end up going to like a, an old shanty town with no technology at all, murdering everyone there. And Daniel Kaluuya is like, "What's this? This doesn't sound like they're trying to kill us." Yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah, he I, and I think like there's so you know we said there was like six of like these gods, mm. right? Well, one of them's like crumbled down, yeah. right? Like one of them's been left to ruin. Nobody goes there anymore. Yeah. Um, that doesn't produce any more, uh, um, kind of. That doesn't produce any more um, uh, robots. The, the factory that makes the robots uh, for, for that god mm. is no longer functional. Um, and I think at the moment, like the. Robo allegory of Ares, the god of war, is sort of controlling most of the, most of this society. That's why there's so much conquest. Mm. Is that like they're going out and they're like they're 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 bringing back spoils and they're they're growing it out. Um, they're like, but the other part of like centurions used to be like it used to be a, a combination between like two two different stuff like mm. like uh, the Ares guy and then one other god and I can't even I can't think of another Roman <laughs> god now. What I'm essentially saying yeah. is that like um there were it was a it was a joint uh, amalgamation between this this now dead god mm. or this now kind of dead factory and then the war factory. Yeah. That was what the centurions were for, right? But since this this dead factory uh died, yeah. then the war is just spreading everywhere. Yeah. Right? And so uh so Daniel Kaluuya is like, well what's in there? Like w- if if that was half of what the centurions used to be, like he finds this this like history of it mm. he's like if that's what the centurions used to be what is in there yeah and they're like oh nobody goes in there anymore it's 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 all mushed up and crushed up yeah uh, and essentially I think he's gonna go in there find out with with some other centurions yeah find um out a, 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 a harsh truth mm. and then lead a rebellion a rebellion against yeah. the the the, the, centur- the empire mm. um but I don't know I don't know what he finds in there He, fi- he finds right yeah that the the people that it's, you say it was like a war god that was in there or... well no a war god is the one that's currently presiding over this uh, stuff okay right so it's, so the, it's the, the other the, one it's the god of culture yeah yeah it's the, it's the, that has been yeah. uh, that has been discarded and, yeah. and just destroyed out of the owls of history sure yeah absolutely and what is roaming around <laughs> Giant. The seas of 
of the world. A giant blob culture. A giant blob culture. Oh, so they, they, they stood, like, he um, runs off from, uh, um, from, a, from an operation. He's like, I'm not killing any more random humans with no technology. Yeah, yeah. And no more. He runs off and they're like, deserter! And chase after yeah, him, yeah. right? His friends, seemingly, right? Yeah. Uh, they get sent after, um, I want to say, uh, uh, Patrick Stewart is, is, his, is his centurion, like, leader. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, deserter! After him! Take yeah. him! And he runs into this temple. Mm-hmm. They blow up the remains of the temple to try and get to him. Yeah. Right? It falls, it sloughs off the side of the mainland yeah. into the sea. Yeah. Right? And he's like, I'm going to get killed, I'm going to drown under this water. Yeah. Like He's saved by the blob. By the blob, yeah, yeah. He wakes up, in, like, suspended. Like, he, he blacks out. You thought it wouldn't come back. I even <laughs> said it will never come back. And yet here we are. It, and he's he wakes up and he's like suspended within this this big green like viscous jelly. Mm. Um, and uh, and <laughs> like he can vaguely hear like a thrumming a of the war of uh, like it's, the sea outside. Uh, the green blob takes. It says, "I'm going to take the form of a person so you can speak to me." It's Edward Norton. It's a really hot lady called Edward Norton. <laughs> it's Edward Norton in a bikini. <laughs> yeah. I'll take a form that pleases you, so you can, <laughs> so you're not, so you're not scared. Edward Norton with giant heaving breasts, yeah. in a bikini. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's such a disturbing mental image. Like it's it's got to the point. Two hundred and twenty episodes in, yeah. where I'm just like that. <laughs> That's enough. Uh, uh, so yeah, uh, Edward Norton in with giant <laughs> heaving, with, with a heaving bosom uh, addresses Daniel Kaluuya. <laughs> He's like, "You gotta take back Robo Rome." He just says, "Like before, before it falls apart, before it like a kind of um, second law of thermodynamics kind of thing, like." Yeah. If, if before it, the fall of of, of yeah, Rome, right? Yeah, before yeah. it eats itself. This happened before in the past. Yeah. Now, me, Green Blob Man, I'm warning you that it's going to happen again. I was the god of culture. Like, yeah. there's a robot. Like, there's a, there's a, there's a, like this shining orb at the centre of this huge blob. Yeah. Right. This blob is m- hundreds of miles wide. Yeah. But like. The, uh, the center, the, the heart of it, is this t- pulsating orb as it talks. Yeah. And it's like I was the god of culture before uh, Robo Ares yeah. um, uh, murdered me yeah. and, and and blew up my temple. Well, do, do, like, and I just managed to get out into the sea. Yeah, yeah. I, I was awash at sea yeah. for, for, for years. And then um, I things started gravitating to, to me and, I, mm. and they became part of my, my consciousness. Yeah. Um, I'm just a big green blob. I'm just a big green blob. You need to lead the the forces. We have captured, or like we have we have um, amalgamated your your comrades yeah. in the Centurion, uh, uh, your, your co- fellow Centurions, Karen Gillan, yeah, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, uh, and uh, Willem Dafoe, and uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Rowdy Roddy Piper as well, yeah. Uh, and they're all they're, they're basically they just they just storm the Vaticom. Yeah. Um, so Peter Dinklage is this enormous like rollerball. Mm. Like he's got like uh, sort of like 
blades he's got these tiny spindly arms with with swords yeah but his his main body is just a big spiked roller yeah uh, and he's rolling around like stomping over things um like obviously daniel kaluuya's got to convince them first yeah. But like, I'm just laying out some cool things that they're smashing apart. Mm-hmm. We can we can d- we'll deal with that later. Yeah. Daniel Kaluuya goes down there and, and convinces them. He's like, listen, we've got it, our whole society is going to fall apart if we don't take down or stop Ares and bring culture back into our into our uh, um, into our society. Mm. Like, and they're like, uh, William Defoe's like, I don't know. He, I. I'm a, I'm a, I really like smashing those uh, those human cultures. I really like just hitting them. They don't even have bread, and I'll uh, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll put a drill in them because that's what Willem Dafoe's. Uh, think, yeah. That's what Willem Dafoe is. He he opens his mouth and a drill comes out. <laughs> yeah, uh, cyberpunk. And <laughs> um, they've all got mohawks. And yeah. uh, no, no, just Karen Gillan. Yeah, but it's, it's a really dangerous mohawk. It's, it's a mohawk that can. Murder someone. It's a laser mohawk. Laser mohawk. Yeah, it's out of control. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I think they end up just destroying. It's Ares. a big. Yeah, it's just they just they just storm Rome. Yeah. It's a kind of a boring, just loads of people on the ground scene, like yeah. in Infinity War, except we actually like you know pay attention to what people do. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And um, they end up. Uh, I think Daniel Kaluuya punches Patrick Stewart in the face. Yeah, and off a building. Oh yeah, they 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 get up to Ares and then yeah. they realize that like every centurion they ha- they've only seen one because they only see their direct superior. Yeah, um, and they're all Patrick Stewart, and yeah. so is Ares. Yeah, who is Mars? Yeah, <laughs> Ares is the Greek. God. Oh shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I just re- I just realized that as well. I was like, <laughs> wait, hang on, Mecha Mars, Mecha Mars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. who's like a uh, a big Godzilla. Like yeah. a Godzilla kind yeah, of thing at absolutely. the end. Absolutely. And uh, they just blow it up. Yeah. Laser. La- laser blasts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so that was uh, Cyber Centurions of Robo <laughs> That was it. Yeah. Uh, part of the uh, Cyber Centurion cinematic universe. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I don't know why. But like, it's why? in. But lots of lo- lots of other play- uh, cinematic universes. We could ask why as well. Yeah, yeah. So they, they, they're in. Yeah, that's that's what. Yeah, we need to do. We need to make a cinematic universe, Matt. Glass. Glass. Yeah. I mean, it's a brave effort. Yeah. From a director that no one really liked since yeah. their first movie. Uh I think I think get a, a a decent two movies in. M Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Eh. The, the village was all right. Yeah, it'd be fine, wouldn't it? Signs was bad. Quite, quite, signs was quite scary. Yeah, but it was bad. It was bad, but it was scary. Mm. And not in like a this film's bad, creepy, scary kind of way. It's, yeah, it was genuinely quite disturbing. Some of it. You know what would be good? What is if M Night Shyamalan? Uh, Created a film without a twist in it. Bait was really baity about like, oh, there's going to be a twist at the end of this one. There is not. No, no, there is not. Yeah, that's the twist. There's there's your pitch, M Night Shyamalan. Do a film without a (laughs) twist at the end. I mean, I know you tried with Avatar. Yeah, the twist was a terrible film. And After Earth as well. Is that I haven't seen that. I haven't seen it either. I have no desire to. No. 
I don't trust M. Night Shyamalan. Sorry. No. Uh, sorry, M. Night. Not anymore after he slept with my girlfriend. Oh! The bastard. He was my best friend, M. Night. M. Night! I think it's time we ended the show, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's time we ended the show. So, uh, thank you all for your suggestions. Thank you, Ross, for um, that, that suggestion, um, Cyber Centurions of Robo Rome. Mm-hmm. And we really did Robo Rome around that one. Um, so, if you... <laughs> wow. Um, if you want to give us suggestions remember at any time of the week at all not just when we ask but uh, any any given time if you want a, a film pitched you can uh, tweet us at Life's a Pitch Show or go to facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch Podcast uh, and give us suggestions feedback on the episodes talk to the other people commenting yeah. we always like it when that happens yeah. uh, give it a share have a nice chat social media if you really like the podcast um, yeah do, do please share the share the uh, Share the bit you liked and uh, and f- tell your friends. Uh, and if you really, really like the podcast, then you can join our uh, 21 uh, amazing patrons over yes. at patreon.com. Yeah, 21 21 people. awesome people um, uh, at patreon.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast, mm. um, where you can donate just a little bit of money uh, to get... Uh, a vote on the genre every week yeah. every week yeah. uh, you can get bonus pictures every week every week uh, and then uh, you can also get uh, commentaries uh, for, for as well $5 a month you can get uh, a, a, a irregular uh, movie commentaries I mean it's got quite a big ca- back catalogue yeah now. you can get a bunch of commentaries so if you want to hear more from us um, uh, and you want to hear us talking about your favourite film then uh, go over to patreon.com forward slash life's a pitch podcast um, just you, like these people. Just like these 21 people. 21 individuals. I'm pointing out this number because that's how long this is going to take to read. Um, <laughs> so we've got uh, Mihir Trevedi, my waste of talent. Can we please talk about the fact that Pete is having a breakdown? Brandon Spanky Mills. Ross, don't forget the bonus pitch originals. I did forget the bonus pitch last week. I will post that up in just a moment. Um, Stephen D. Thomas, Sam McKillman. What do you mean there's a podcast mocking Brenda's life work? Look, Pete, I can't find any proof that wheat bisque husks actually exist. Brent Black. The cat bloody starved itself to death rather than live without Bren. Joseph Hegarty. Sterite comedy or how I learned to stop worrying and love improv. Pete, I don't really think building a bisque Brenda proves that you're okay. Milk rain doesn't mean it's the end times, Phil. Biscarock is a myth. So those people, that was, that was the people who support the podcast. Those were the people. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, uh, everyone, for supporting us, and thank you for listening. Mm. Um, uh, I believe we are just going to leave you with the Yes Very Clever Award. The Yes Very Clever Award, the award that we give out to people who give us titles based around existing titles. Just having a little joke, having a little, uh, having a little gag, a little at, hilarious uh, jest. At some of the some of the things you could do by changing up the lettering of some films. <laughs> uh, so from Vid Sermon, we've got. Cyberpunk 2003 (laughs) (laughs) I've been Matt Turner I've been Tom McGrath Remember who pitched it